Welcome back to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our watch club for Marvel's What If. Well, just when you thought things couldn't get any worse, we gotta go to Jersey. Welcome to Watch Club. My name is Nate, and I'll be your guide through these alternate realities in this Watch Club for What If, Episode 5, titled, What If Zombies? If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series, kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and the MCU in general, so if you haven't watched this week's episode, you have to wonder, what if you did? And then came back right here to join us for some interdimensional conversation. Uh, Now, before we're all turned into undead zombies, let me introduce you to the lovely versions of hosts joining us today. First up, he's Undead Justin. Happy Hungry Hogan, everyone. (laughs) Hungry Hogan. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But what if he was slightly louder and just a little more bloodthirsty? He'd be Hungry Hudson. I mean, Kevin Hudson. Hungry, hungry, Kevin. If you had said that, I would have been upset. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Don't worry. Don't worry. I made sure. I made sure. I, I had an alternate take for this, but we didn't use it. Uh, and, you know, he, sure, he's Kevin Hudson, but what if he was slightly shorter, much higher, and had longer hair on top of his decaying skull? He'd be Darcy Hudson. I'm not even a zombie. I just have a decaying skull. I'm sorry. You, you skipped the part. Just, oh. How are you lovely uh, dead people doing this evening? Brave. Yes. Let's Brave. discuss. We will. We will. I mean, we finally got this this zombie episode that we've, you know, we've thought about ever since we saw the initial trailer for this series. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm dying to chew into this episode with you guys. But before we do... Uh, Let's go over the intro here. Dr. Bruce Banner, the human hiding within the Hulk, fell from the stars to warn humanity of imminent danger. But the world he found was not one he recognized. Like too many great catastrophes, this one sprang from a place of love and hope. And ironically, it was the Avengers' heroism that sealed humanity's fate. Because once Earth's mightiest heroes joined the infected, no one else stood a chance. Unless, of course... They knew the rules. All right, so, guys, we're going to bite into this and kind of go over our high-level thoughts on the episode. Uh, You know what, Darcy, why don't you kick us off on this one? I'd love to know... What you uh, what you maybe thought of uh, of you know kind of we've been talking about zombies. You got me into the zombies comic book as we discussed last week. Um, What did you think of this episode? I thought it was an awesome way to bring this stuff to the screen. A lot of homages to the original series and yeah. many follow-ups after that. So I thought it was really cool that they definitely read that stuff, but completely told a different story and how that came to be. So I thought really neat to see. Uh, to, I'm yeah, really neat to see that, and I'm excited to talk more about it in detail. Love the no, episode. No, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to. If you know, as we go along, your famous catchphrase: "Don't use it yet." I know. You, I, was I, I give it. you. I give you so much permission because even I caught a few things, uh, and I've only read about five issues of that series. So very cool. Yeah, I uh, I I thought it was great. I you know I haven't read the zombies 
uh, series for, for Marvel, but I, I obviously know that people love that series within the, within the within the Marvel comics. But it was nice to see how they brought that over to the MCU. Um, I, I think it was it was very cool to see this sort of ragtag crew in what looked to be like Marvel zombie movie, uh, right? It, it was very much a, a zombie style. Uh, film with 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 some some great tropes that you know I'm sure we'll we'll probably point out but uh you know it, it felt like it was them doing their take of like a horror genre but like more like a of the dead with with Shaun of the Dead humor right so sure. I liked it I, I really enjoyed today's episode and it does feel less intentional as last week's episode but it still has fun with just this idea of what if and and really staying within mm. that MCU uh boundaries Interesting. I think Kevin and I are on the other side based off of Kevin's expressions with you guys. But let me let me hear it, Kevin. What do you think? Oh, just jump into assumptions, are you? <laughs> I don't um, know, man. <laughs> well, then maybe I'll surprise you like a, oh. like a zombie popping out of a dark corner. A jump scare, okay. if you will. Um, okay. No, I don't I, I, I I'm really sort of confused about where I sit with this one. Um, I mean, while it definitely does pay homage to that comic book series, it is vastly different, obviously, yes. than yeah. sort of how everything takes place there. Um, and I think another thing that almost threw me off guard a little was how almost campy and jokey they went with this rather than sort of hitting on more of the horror elements that I think they could have. And maybe because last week's episode was very sort of yes. horror-inspired, they, they wanted to veer away from that. I'm not sure it bugged me, but I was just a little surprised by the the, the comedic route that they took with a lot of those things. That said... It was definitely a step up for me uh, from last week, and it's maybe now the one I'm most excited to see continued on going sure. forward yeah. next season. Yeah. So definitely, definitely a hit for me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, well, <clears throat> I uh, I might not feel the exact same way as all of you. I Listen, it, it was a very different direction than, than I assumed it would go. I thought, you know, surprisingly, like, as you said, Kevin, like a tale about, you know, an apocalyptic story of our heroes being brutally consumed by zombies was nowhere near as dark as last week's episode and I thought it was kind of an odd juxtaposition to, to in terms of placing it in this spot like if this episode had of maybe come out after episode two or or you know near another fun, more fun episode um, I thought it might have been it might have fit a little bit better there but it was just kind of I thought it was kind of brainless in terms of how these characters act and I don't mean I don't mean the zombies um, and so I just thought you know it, it was a lot of fun I think it paid homage really well to the Zombies comics that we're going to get into. I thought it paid really good homage to the zombie style of movie. But I just, for me personally, I wasn't able to suspend my disbelief enough to not get distracted by how these characters reacted to the deaths of their friends. And that just, like, threw me off the entire time. And I was, I don't get me wrong, I had fun with it. I thought some of the characters they brought in was really interesting. Uh, we got freaking David Dasmalchian after being yeah. Polka Dot Man coming in as, as Kurt. I thought it was a lot of fun with the Baba Yaga stuff. But it's just, I was so distracted by a lot of the just sort of the decisions that were made and sort of the breakneck pace for this series, uh, or sorry, for this episode, it just, I don't know, it kind of bugged me. I just I just want to jump in because I, I love what you said there in terms of where this one was placed in the, in the scheme that we've got so far, yeah. in that they were skewing darker and darker 
and then this one sort of goes that lighter. This was far more Zombieland than than Twenty Eight Days Later, you know. And I feel like I feel like the the thing is is that that's what makes it really good. Like they went with the gore. Like they didn't do mm-hmm. red, but like there was an intense amount of gore, and I think it was a great to come off the heels of last week's episode and introduce this to show that you can kind of go that route. I, I get that it might skew a little bit more comedy, but I, I feel like this is a comfortable area of how Marvel would do zombies, right? Like the, not to say that there can't be like a more horrific version that could have been done but this made sense for this series like it was it was actually refreshing to see that they didn't necessarily take that plunge like even more so being like oh yeah you thought last week's episode was scary wait till you see this i i think i mean uh even uh you know we see scott lang again in the episode he says it best in that uh uh He's when he deals with trauma by resorting to dad jokes. Yeah. And humor is a very common way to resort to, and and all these people that we see surviving are the the ones who are you know quick witted, the ones who are you know thinkers on their own. Like everyone that was on that ragtag survival team is someone who will fight for themselves basically. And then it was interesting to see that pair up. Again, for I think sure. humor was was necessary to tell such a dark story because without it, it'd be very very hard to you know watch and, and stomach. And doesn't it just and wouldn't also, it come off cheesy then too? Like if they yeah. really leaned hard. Into super scary like it might skew more anime i don't know i feel like they handled they they played a style of zombie movie in this episode that's very comedy meets horror gore right like that mm-hmm. that, that balance between the two like we we talked yeah. about that in our army of the dead sort of recap where we talked about some of those those tropes yeah no and i like again i get that i understand that it just felt like narratively we talk about you know how we want these series to sort of progress a little further and I, I get this this is what we originally thought was an anthology series and and it and now with the watcher starting to kind of come a little bit more into play in the previous episode I just was under the impression that we were going to start to sort of see that that snowball kickoff we were going to start to see the sort of more and more intentional storylines whereas this feels like it's kind of out of place so far and listen if next week we get an episode that is you know the the Thor party episode or whatever it's, it might be if we get an episode that's going to be kind of not really falling into that that narrative through point that we were expecting or that we're kind of expecting the series to go towards that's totally fine then that then that's 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 fine if that's what they want the series to be it was just a little disappointing just to see that this episode felt like they didn't they didn't think enough about the you know the characters actions and the way that they sort of reacted to these moments and also the overall impact that this story has because you know we're going to get to a question a little bit later on and and you know regarding whether we want to come back to this and and I just I don't know if I do yet or not I don't know yeah. uh, I want I can comment on both those things and again one of those I'll talk about later on and but both of them come back to how the original comic plays out first off it's a very comedic take on the whole zombie trope anyways they're still sentient to a point where they know how to use their powers and stuff like that that clearly is they're smarter than the average zombie so that again True. comes straight from the comics and. Where this episode ends definitely plays towards where that, that comic origin as well. So I feel like the humor was intentional because to tell the zo- story of Marvel Zombies, it has to be kind of tongue in cheek. Like this is happening, so just like we gotta deal with it. And another thing is the reason why I, I'm okay with the way the characters are reacting is it's two weeks time basically. You gotta think about how when Ant Man took place and when they would have gone to get Janet out of the quantum realm. Sure. So yeah. it's a very fast acting yeah. thing. So you have to get over the oh, deaths of point. these people really quickly. Otherwise, you're gonna die too. Yeah, like it's a very it's important thing 
It's survival. Yeah, survival of the to, fittest. But you have to do that from literally 10 seconds the scene before you're mourning over someone I, I and then 10 seconds that, later losing, you make a joke. Like, it, I, I again, it moved, there's a certain level of... In that regard, yeah, there's yeah. a certain level of pace that I'm okay with and this just wasn't it. And again, that's... Again, all this is just my opinion, boys. To relax, relax. Don't eat me alive, okay? <laughs> um, we're going to start off with a question, uh, a writing question, actually, uh, as far as questions are concerned. And this one comes in from friend of the show, Megan Clara Draws, uh, who writes in just like you can and asks... If you could choose one hero to keep you safe during a zombie apocalypse, who would you choose? Kevin, let's start with you. Based on this episode alone, I, I think the, the best-looking hero in terms of how we fared against the zombies was Hulk. No, oh, yeah. like we, we don't even know what happens to Bruce by the end of this episode. So I think if, if anybody's going to be able to survive a horde or whatever and not take any damage, it looked like him more than even you know, some of the other characters. So that would be my just quick choice. And I haven't read it, but I, I have, I've, I've heard things and Banner does yeah. eat zombies as zombie well, Hulk and then turns into Banner and then yeah. blows up. Right. Like, like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, his it's, stomach it, can't contain what the Hulk ate. Basically. Yeah, exactly. As, one of my favorite things. He only hulks out when he's hungry now. Right. And once he's sated, he goes back to Banner and but what a missed What a missed opportunity not to do that twice in this series, right? Twice in the <laughs> yeah, series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh I feel like gosh. that'd be a bit gory. Uh, in <laughs> terms of my fa- I have two options. If we're going MCU, I'd say Thor. Always want a god on your side. And with his lightning powers, he can take out vast armies, as we've seen him do mm. multiple occasions. Yeah, where is he? Mm. He's my... Oh, yeah. He's, he's still floating in space, space with Guardians right. right now. Right, so, right, yeah. Right, 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 they're right, trying right. to figure out what's going on. That's it's, right. They're safe for now. Uh, but if we're going to strictly comics, which I, again, this uh, I kind of want to, I'm going to probably go with Multiple Man from the X-Men. He's just a guy who can create <laughs> infinite copies of himself. So you could just, he's a one-man army, and as soon as one gets infected, just kill that one, and then he's still good. He's got an infinite body of meat shields. As long as the original man does not get infected, you're good. So, See, my, my fear is that you would just create another army, <laughs> like you have... You know, one zombie army, uh, one multiple man army, and now two zombie armies. Well, he can dis- he can dismiss any of his copies at will. Oh, okay. So, yeah, okay, once they smart. get infected, it's just poof, they're gone type thing. Thank goodness. At least that's one of the iteration I'm most familiar with that does that. Justin, how about yourself? Uh, I'd probably say Bucky based on this episode, right? Like, if yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, he he handled himself pretty well. And, man, he's he wore that shield like he's he knows he's the next cap, right? Like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of wearing something, we got to see him in his uh, quote-unquote birthday suit yeah. uh, with that luscious hair in the shower. I was like, okay, Bucky. Uh, but, <laughs> okay, Bucky. Uh, for, for myself, for myself, um, you know what? I want the nice, strong arms of Paul Bettany to, to hold me tight. With his, uh, with his, you know, the stone in his head. He feeds you to uh, Wanda, I, though. Like I would, no, 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 no. I would replace, I would replace Wanda in this scenario. I would find a way to reprogram him to think that I'm Wanda, and we just live on together forever. Hey, that's a that's a good Halloween costume. You as Wanda. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're underestimating how sophisticated technology yeah. vision is. You can't just hack him. I don't yeah, think. he's not going to be swooned so. with your you're charm right. like we are. So don't worry. I think you're right. <laughs> um, guys, last week we got a new multiversal term uh, known as an absolute point. Do you think that this is another indication of an absolute point in time? Uh, and also, did you notice who caused this specific episode's event uh, to occur? I, I don't really I never really got the feeling it was an absolute point. I mean, unless mm-hmm. we're considering all these what if scenarios an absolute point. Like this right. is just another like a, another avenue of adventure that came from you know Janet, which I thought was a really unique way of of bringing it you know 
into the universe was this quantum virus, which, again, we don't know much about the quantum realm, so it could very well be a thing in the main timeline. We just were lucky enough not to have her catch it. Right. Yeah, I, I think there's two things that are interesting. I, I, I think the question might pertain more so just to the idea of the gauntlet and, and Thanos and his sort of exploration of, of the stones and actually getting to the realization, even as a zombie, as we saw, and we will discuss obviously further. But, you know, I think that's really, really interesting is to see it now that it, it is still something that takes place, but in this zombie world, right? It, it is an absolute point to a certain degree. But with Janet, I think it's interesting because by, by implying that it is a quantum realm sort of thing, it, it does serve as a really easy way for them to kind of cross over to the cinematic if they did somehow in quantum mania land up in right some sort of zombie I was wondering if well because this is the second pym situation that exactly. we've gotten yeah so far so we've seen a lot of emphasis on dr strange a little you know in that last episode we've seen a lot of episodes on the watcher uh and so far we've seen a lot of emphasis on the pims it just seems kind of uh it's kind of pimmy well, yeah, stay away from Hank Pym in the What If universe. That guy is bringing nothing but bad luck, man. Seriously. Nothing but bad luck. But I did like that it was, again, things were obviously changed quite a bit from the comics, but it was sort of a nod to another interdimensional character bringing this, this virus over just in a different fashion. So right. that was a cool way to do it without completely recreating the events of the comic. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of those comics, we did get to see uh, and Darcy like let me know T'Challa. Yeah, right. Yeah, that with- was the big. That was the biggest one. The first one I wanted to talk about was just Peter's yeah. appearance yeah. this episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. his saving yeah. banner yeah. under the arms swinging was straight from the first issue's cover. Yeah, except he's not a zombie no. in the in this timeline or Thank this goodness. You know, portrayal. So I thought it was a really cool nod right off the bat, almost to like this is we we've read the story, so we're gonna tell it in a different way. Uh, I thought it was really cool, and yeah, uh, the, yeah. the T'Challa thing again is straight up from the comics. And again, if we are saying stay away from Hank Pym, I think it's even further to be stay away from Hank Pym. In that, in the comics, it's Hank Pym who's keeping him alive to st- retain yeah. his uh, his mental fa- facilities. Basically, as he's becoming a zombie, he's like, I need meat, so I'm going to eat T'Challa's leg. Yeah, and then Jeez. eventually Janet finds out who and gets her head bit off. Like Ugh. that's that's the kickoff of one of my favorite. Again, I love the Marvel zombie stories, so that kickoff is one of my favorite turning points there you go now you, you did mention spider-man so i want to jump in here was anybody else either bummed or surprised that tom holland wasn't in yeah, this episode that I, I was kind like of a yeah. weird choice it was bummed yeah, yeah. but I, I think it has everything to do with that sony has the agreement not marvel Sony yeah, has the agreement a- with Tom Holland. I, I, I imagine so we can only appear in like the movies that Sony would be profiting from. For, yeah, first, I think you solved it right yeah, there. I, 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 I think that's it. It wasn't wasn't a terrible impression of Tom Holland. It just sounded like Tom Holland when he's like you know ten or fifteen years old yeah. and trying to be a kid again. Yeah. It sounds like someone older trying, trying to, to be, be younger. Yeah, whereas Tom Holland is just naturally yeah. the young guy. Yeah. So it just that's that's where the disconnect came for me. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been super cool if we did get Yuri Lowenthal uh, as the voice. You know, if you do want to find a way to tie it in to another Peter Parker that people are used to, um, that might have been that might have been pretty. But cool. But I, I think yeah, they, it goes without saying. Like obviously, they weren't able to get everyone through this series, right? Uh, I wonder if Tom Holland is really that agreement that he has a live action deal and and he won't do the the voice. But at the same time, you could see that if they're on such good relationships, like you know, it's it's a day. 
of work not even for him to record for those sure. lines right so it is it is kind of puzzling but like i feel like his contract is probably the reason why that didn't happen now speaking of peter parker you know we find that this episode does actually spend a significant yeah. amount of time with peter uh and we actually got our first mention of uncle ben, ben! in the mcu good catch, uh, and it yeah, was good <laughs> it was in this it was in this episode of all places so with that i want to ask do you think that uncle ben was actually eaten by a zombie in this universe? No, it would, he wouldn't have died two weeks earlier. No, yeah, no. no. This, it would have happened thing before Civil thing. War. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's a good, that's yeah. a good okay. call out. I guess it, yeah, it was. Is, it was over a short two week period. Yeah, yeah. Or so. but it's, it's weird mean, though. It, it's weird though that we've never seen, we've never even heard him in the live action MCU. Yet Uncle Ben is mentioned here for the first time. It's and a strange. Yeah, spot, it's a right? bit weird, right? Like I, yeah, I thought it was, that was. Well, I thought even weirder was mentioning um, Tony. That he'd lost Tony as well, because I mean, he would have oh, lost yeah. him in the zombie apocalypse here, mm-hmm. and not at the end of Endgame, where you know we're used to seeing that happen. And so I just thought it was a weird character to reference, given everything going on. Well, still a father figure, how, right? Like it's still mm-hmm. he's yes, still a father figure to him, regardless of because, like, yeah, you're right. We didn't have the events Infinity War and Endgame, but regardless, even where Peter was at his at his development as Spider Man, Tony was already in, like very much a father figure. So I could see that still having like that weight and significance to it like happy sure too. it just but that's where that confusion i think even on nate's part there came in in, mm. in that because they're lumping these characters who all died very different ways you know into the same sort of thought for him it was a, it was a weird choice yeah i think it was just again it was just to show like the happy how you have to get over like what is what has happened has happened you can't change the fact and the people who have died would not want you to live that way so i totally understand why they went that route entirely and and the names they dropped to me has had that significance and, and meaning for peter to be like i i've dealt with loss before and i know that it, it gets better you just got to keep going through it type thing so i understood why that whole speech took place <laughs> yeah but i mean with with the whole aspect of like you know, people dying and, and, and thinking about them. One of my sort of uh, favorite moments of the zombies comic books, and again, I understand this is very different and they're not necessarily going to, for the exact same thing, but I loved I loved sort of seeing the characters, um, even though they were zombies and they were mindless, they did take a few moments to sort of think about the fact that they had eaten their own loved ones. And I, mm. I just thought, like, how cool would it be if we, if you know, maybe the, the reveal of sort of seeing that, that vision can undo some of this zombification if if that was you know a moment with a character to kind of get to see them realize you know maybe maybe peter realizes like he ate ate his aunt or whatever right and and and, and or something along those lines right um i just thought it would be a really interesting thing to bring in mm-hmm. but again it just sort of it just felt so much like Oh, they died. Okay, and then a joke, and then yeah, this, we go to the next scene, and then action. This was novelty for the sake of novelty, right? Like yeah. it, it was very yeah. much that. So I, I get why you might feel a little butt hurt about it. So <laughs> for sure. I mean, I, I, you know, oh. feels like a zombie bit me right in the butt. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> just before we like abandon ship on this this uh, Peter Parker thing, I thought it was cool seeing some visual iconography of his costume with the cape on. You know, given that mm. we we you know. Who knows what will happen in in No Way Home? But it was cool mm-hmm. to get like a little maybe a foreshadow oh, yeah. of of maybe seeing something like that. I just thought it was cool because the last the last time we saw Peter interact with the cape, he got completely snubbed when he said went for a handshake and the cape just flew away yeah. from him. So it's the cape <laughs> cares friends. about him in this universe. Also, They're friends now. Also, the continuity from last week's episode to this week's episode. 
the cloak of levitation. Okay. Thank yeah, you very oh, yeah. much. It's its own character yeah. and not it not just some the thread piece that of ties these two, right? Like in its fitting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> jeez, Justin. Yo, um, you could stretch. I, I could stretch, bro. <laughs> yo, you could stretch that thread any way you want. Um, but I, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, getting getting the the Doctor Strange references in with Peter. But you know, Darcy, I'm confused. Is this the moment that we saw? Is this the only time we're going to see the Peter with the cloak? Because I thought that we had talked about in previous weeks that you were amped to sort of see Peter take on the cloak, and that that might have been like an entire episode, or was that were we not I think expecting this was that? It. No, I just I yeah I didn't know where we were going to see Peter, or let alone you know the head of Scott Lang. So to see that like these things were just cool to be like, oh, that's where it's coming from. So I, it's neat how they're kind of subverting my expectations of where where these. These images from the, the the trailers are coming from at least, so it's. Right. I enjoyed that, you know. Again, the kind of surprise, if you will. Okay. Well, and it was and it was kind of cool that uh, not to jump too far ahead here, but you did mention Scott and being the head. Mm-hmm. How in the comics it was um, Janet, wasn't it? Yes. Who was the head? So that's kind of cool yes. that they kept it in that circle. Yeah. But. She was a head that ended up getting a robot body, and she and Black Panther escaped to try and save humanity because she might be zombie, but she can't eat anything and right. is not dumb. I, I don't know. It's cool. It's a, the comic is very weird. I mean, the characters were introduced <laughs> in a fantastic four uh, written by Mark Miller, yeah. where mm. Reed Richards meets an alternate Reed yeah. Richards, where they're trying to, you know, spread the virus to other dimensions. And then we see it again when Kirk, they picked up Kirkman uh, of walking dead fame to write the, the limited series. So the fact that we got like, so many stories to come from the minds of this, those two guys kind of just doing it for a laugh is very interesting and in seeing how, again, they're drawing knowledge or drawing from that for the show. It's really cool. Right. Well, speaking of, of heads, uh, you know, each week we like to keep tabs on that big headed boy, Uatu, uh, in a segment we call Watch or Watch. Uh, so, Justin, where did we see that bulbous cranium this week? Well, I believe we saw him in the scene that Darcy had referenced uh, that uh, mirrored the comic, the first issue comic cover, where, where uh, Spider-Man is swinging through the cities with Banner. And uh, he's narrating, obviously, how they got in this situation with, with this uh, mm-hmm. what if. So that's the only instance that I saw of him. Um, it, it was fitting again in the landscape in sort of like this sort of elusive sort of, um, it's like his whole, whole face across the mm-hmm, whole right. horizon. And, and there was more was detail heavy. rather than just a silhouette yeah. in this case. So again, mm. to kind of go back to this idea of like what you were saying, he's kind of getting a little getting closer. closer and closer. Right. Well, cause yeah. that's the first time we visibly see him narrating, right? Yes. I think. Yeah. yeah. We also do see him again later on in the episode. I, I think it's when he's looking over Camp Lehigh or when they're go- approaching Lehigh. Yeah, yeah. You see him again in the sky. You're right. It's, yeah, again, the yeah. same thing where you're, you can only, you can see skin tone, whereas before he was just shadow and vagueness yeah. with an outline. We're seeing he very crisp, but there's the blue clake, like a blue, you get this guy's blue sash on or whatever, and then the, you know, the skin tone almost kind of blending into the sky a bit. So I thought that was so, really, it's, yeah, he's definitely getting closer and can't stay uninvolved for much longer is what right, I'm he's, getting. He's starting to lose it, I think, right? I, I think, think he's starting so. to become he's a little the darker untapped. and darker. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's like, I can't, I'm done with dark. I need to see light again. Yeah, yeah. He needs to go back and rewatch episode two of this series. I'm telling you. No, he'll, he'll find it when he finds Party Party Thor, for sure. That's, Party Thor. Yeah, Party Thor is going to be go. like that, like comedic buffer. That's just going to be like, huh? yeah, that's a yeah. Re- episode two, like relive right there. Re- redo, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, listen. At the end of this story, we see uh, the cliffhanger of a zombie Thanos. Um, so, my question for all of you is, you know, would we want to see more of this group? And uh, and my other question. 
do you think a zombie Thanos would still snap? And if so, how would his zombification change the outcome of the snap? Darcy? Uh, well, I totally think he's still going to snap. Because again, if we're going from the comics inspiration where those zombies were targeting superhuman beings for a specific reason, and that reason was to break the multidimensional barrier, I mm. think, you know, having these this the Infinity Gauntlet, the snap might not be eradicate half the universe. It might be Give me more universes. Give me sure. more food to find. Sure. So oh, wow. I, I, that if, makes sense. Like, I, my whole thought was maybe this is the big bad that the Watcher is going to be assembling the people to fight. Well, because, it's possible. Again, like this thing is, like again, they're a multidimensional threat in the comics, and it'd be strange to have them not do that again, because, again, they're clearly paying a lot of homage to those original things. So I think it'd be very cool if this is something that they have to go back and fight at some point. Interesting. Okay, I have a separate question about Thanos here. How does this man get the time stone? Yeah. Uh, I, my, the way I t- saw it was that he was following Ebony Maw and Cull Obsidian to New York because that's where they were going first. And when he gets there, maybe he's eaten or maybe he's just going straight to the time, time gem and then gets eaten. I don't know. It's along those lines of he was already going there. So I'm not surprised that he just picked it up off of the, you know either the, the ground or you know corpse uh, Strange's body whoever wherever it was yeah he it was easy it was easy pickings for him in my opinion that's it, too easy an answer I don't like it, it. just it just blows <laughs> my mind that Thanos would be overtaken by these zombies like I don't know man like I know there's a lot of them but like that just seems crazy. I mean, it's we clearly saw that he he doesn't have the microscopic vision that is required to withstand an Ant-Man or Hank Pym size mm. zombie. So there okay. are, and there's Janet came back too. So we've got more than one shrinking zombie on the loose. Not, not a far stretch to see one get onto his neck. Like that's, in my opinion, no one's safe in the, the, the super universe or yeah. like the Marvel universe. Anyone's, anyone's up for grabs is a zombie. And I mean, for those who were fans of the whole theory of Ant-Man going up the butt of Thanos and then exploding him from the inside out. Well, we kind of did get. We, we kind of did different get that spins payoff. on it, basically. Yeah. We got the Hulk one earlier, and now we're getting uh, Sharon all over Hope there. <laughs> Jeez. Ugh. Not how I wanted that to go. Yeah. I think seeing the, the, the gauntlet and seeing, you know, the amount of stones that he had, even though he was a zombie, really does just kind of hit home this idea that it is an absolute point for the MCU. It is another one of those absolute points just coming off of last week's episode, especially oh, with the, the, things, the snap itself. Yes, yeah. the snap itself and, yeah. and the idea that it would it would inevitably happen, how it might play out might be different. But with that, I think, you know, you can see it in the mirroring of the events, right? Like the quantum realm with Janet at the beginning leading to obviously this virus that inspires it all. And then also, you know, going even further, finding vision and Wanda finding vision, you know, trying to help and save Wanda. Uh, and the fact that that's the last stone that Thanos needs. So this episode does a really good job of uh, very much going through s- same sort of events with the same characters, even the, 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 him killing himself and ripping the yeah. stone out and you see his eyes exactly yeah. right like you see his eyes that the, the way it falls into his head is very similar to how it was in the movie so i just feel like everything that that happens yes it was just a take with zombies but it was like uh, uh, similar characters similar sort of events and those people that were in- integral in those events are also here but in different capacities it's interesting because you're legitimizing you're, you're kind of going against what i what i was mentioning earlier of me thinking like this series doesn't have that much of an impact, at least on this series going forward. Maybe not the MCU, but this series going forward. So, you know, if 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 Zombie Thanos is the big bad, I, I guess that's kind of interesting. It would j- maybe it would just make me a little bit upset because 
we've we've already gotten Thanos as the big sure. bad, right? And I get that it's a spin on it, but yeah, I, it just maybe I was hoping for something a little more grandiose. Yeah, I mean, again, that with the snap yet to happen, I don't know if like I I, I feel like Thanos getting the stones was always going to be his goal, and again, I feel like if we're going to be looking at the comics, he's driven by the hunger more than anything else now, so. Maybe the snap is, like I said, open up more universes for him to feed on, or maybe it's just give me back my my brain, like let me think again. So mm. I, I, those are the two ways I can see him snapping: is either like stop this from happening to me, or give me more food. I don't know if he's still going to be going snap and get rid of half the people on the play, uh, universe, because again, that would now re- reduce the food source for this virus. So right. Well, and I also think that we need to get used to this show only having characters we've been introduced to before. I don't think this is the avenue they're going to suddenly introduce a big bad like Galactus or something. You know, they're obviously going to save that sort of thing for for the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying Galactus too, because uh, that's another thing. And so the most recent Marvel Zombies comic uh, storyline, I think it's Zombie Origins is the name or something like that. The the hunger started with Galactus and and that's where the virus came from. Because he he has this internal uh, hunger oh, yeah. within it, within him, and it turns out that's just another in the comics another multi-dimensional being is the hunger, and he just wants to consume everything. So it's it's cool to see how many times I can you know call back to Galactus just from this series alone because the, there's massive ties to the Fantastic Four throughout the whole yeah. zombie storyline, yeah. and even in some of the past episodes, uh, some nods to the Galactus origins and stuff like that. It's it's really cool. If, to, to think about that, but I don't see them being like, and Galactus exists in this type of uh, a format. No, I, I definitely, I, I agree with Kevin wholeheartedly there that, you know, you're not going to see the introduction of new characters. We're going to see only the characters that we have seen in the MCU, right? Very much like, you know, we look at something like Civil War, right? Which was inspired by a comic book series that was very well received. And they did their take of Civil War in the MCU. This is how I look at this episode. Right. Like this episode is their zombie take of MCU zombies with with characters and and their own sort of stylistic sort of approach to it. That is to be different from the comic book series. Now, that isn't to say, though, that, you know, as we get further down this rabbit hole of of phase four and where we're going for phase five and so on, if we get to a Galactus that we, we might revisit this, we might see that, you know, maybe that's where this this thing came from that infected Janet. Right. Like we go deeper. Who knows? Right. What if Right. So I, I feel like like the the reality is, is that like while some people might like have anticipated or maybe wanted to see something maybe a little bit more in vain of the comics, maybe not the events, but just the style of horror. I feel like they just they did their own version really, really well here with it. Right. Even leading up to like seeing Thanos again, Nate, to your point, someone we have already seen. We've recognized the big baddie of the MCU that we've already had. Right holding that gauntlet but he's a zombie like that's that's pretty cool right like i was interesting i'm scared all i'm scared all over yeah right like, exactly that gave me the, like they're a, telling the their same own feeling story. as him him completing the gauntlet and seeing thanos zombified with five of six already gave me the same chills basically so i yeah i'm i thought it was executed really well see i mean if the series is going to make sort of a clean break i might even be more amped for zombie thanos but then you've also got you know president loki you've got hank pym right you've got like maybe a bunch of these sort of negative outcomes all coming into one just like how i'm hoping we'll get to see all our heroes from these series kind of come into one big giant battle at the end and then just you know that's it and then you end it there's one one and done you know one one season i don't know i i think that would be 
maybe a little bit more of a creative way to approach but it you than want just that doing through Thanos point. Again. I think that that's you want that through point. You want there to right. be like some I'm sort of connectivity. I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping. And I I think based on trailers that have, we've spoiled for ourselves, we've seen. Right. We know that that's going to come, and I think the 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 thing that you that we need to do is obviously take each episode as 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 those strides as to where they're trying to go with it but this does mm-hmm. feel you know non-intentional for the purpose of being non-intentional and just a fun take on you know blending that series into this to this this universe totally. yeah so i just wanted to say again i wasn't expecting to see chadwick boseman uh appear again in, in the mcu i thought the the second yeah. episode was a, like th- that character was the last time we'd see him so i thought it was really fitting to to have him talk about uh, or bring back you know the death is not the end they're always with us you know the quotes from the original yes. uh, Civil War or see, mm-hmm. stuff like that I thought it was a very a really, reminder, really cool way a reminder, yeah. to remind us mm-hmm. and to be like even though we've lost him the memory of Black Panther will live on forever and stuff like that so I thought it was really cool and again a cool nod towards that so yeah, I just wanted to shout that out before we move on <laughs> and speaking of Chadwick you know uh, minus uh, probably Hudson Thames which I, I did think was really distracting just because I'm not used to an, yet another Peter voice um, I did think the voice acting in this episode was actually one of the highlights for the episode. I did think um, a lot of the, even though there were, you know, kind of silly one-liners, we got a lot, like so many uh, original cast members uh, into this, you know, uh, as we mentioned before, D- even David Dashmalchin coming back as Kurt. Um, it was kind of cool to sort of to hear a lot of those voices. Uh, and I think it made up for for not getting, uh, not getting Tom, but um uh, Holland, that is. There's so many times. Um, <laughs> but listen, I am so hungry. I am hungry, and I want to know. I, I hunger for your overall thoughts and final score, which for this episode, we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five undead heroes. Uh, and Kevin, why don't you kick us off on this one? Sure, I'd love to. Um, yeah, I, I um, again, I, I was a little confused by some of the dis- the storytelling decisions they used, but that didn't stop it from being a really, really fun engaging episodes definitely one of my favorites of the series so far and the one that based on the ending alone i can't wait to see the conclusion and i think you know we mentioned it at some point in the show here how thor is still out there the guardians are still out there and if this has only been contained on earth you know we could still get them coming back to discover what's gone on and to try and help protect that that sixth and final infinity stone from zombie thanos getting his hands on it so Again, if there are any of the stories we've seen so far, this is the one I'd like to see a part two for. Mm. But no, I think this was, uh, yeah, definitely right up there with with, uh, my favorites. I mean, I even just think, sure, we saw it in the trailer and it's in the opening title sequence, but that shot of Captain America on the train from being on the roof to making that first appearance, that was so well done. That was probably my favorite singular moment of the episode. It was just so cool looking. I'm going to give this one a solid 4.2 out of 5 Undead Heroes. All right. Wow. Okay. Uh, Darcy, how about yourself? Uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record because I love this episode <laughs> just as much as I like the other two. Jeez. Like the last two. These, they're, they're knocking out the, like, the ballpark in terms of like, comic storylines brought to the screen. And that, as a fan of comics, first and foremost, I'm loving it even more than the movies, it seems. Just because it's all these ideas I never thought we'd, we'd get uh, being animated and brought to life in a very unique and, and like, I love it. I love the way it's done. It's great. So uh, again, I love the, all the nods to the original comic series and the, some of the cinematic moments where like they come out of the, the sling rings opening and you get, you know, Iron Man, Dr. Strange and Wong, and there's the Avengers uh, theme. And then it kind of just cuts off and you get that weird horror choir mm-hmm. music. Again, some of the timing and moments in this episode were just like, 
chill inducing and I thought it was so cool the way that they were again balanced it with the humor to make it sure that wasn't going too far down that dark path so again five out of five undead heroes from this guy so that's wow. three in a row let's see if they can keep doing it because <laughs> that's I'm the hat trick it. that's the hat trick Jeez. Holy shit. well Jeez. listen like an undead Wong uh, I'm actually going to use my sling ring and jump right in because uh, I'm going to go before Justin. What? Oh, okay. Um, yes. Listen, well, just because honestly, I'm going to go a little negative. But I want to end on a positive. So um, <laughs> I um, I thought again, yeah, the visuals, freaking dope. There were some really dope things to see in this episode. It was a lot of, there were a lot of fun moments. There was a lot of good comedic lines. Um, and, and there was just, it was, it was fun. It was a zombie thing, but it just felt a little too mindless for me. I really think... Like, this episode, more than any other we've seen so far, I think actually suffered from the breakneck pacing of the series uh, instead of enhancing the experience like it usually does. I think it stumbles along from moment to moment with very little character impact or even reaction. Um, And I think it had fun moments, but it was just too unbelievable how each character moved from moment to moment. It was just inconsistent. Like, like from a standpoint of, like, if it was all dramatic, dope. If it was all comedic, awesome. Um, but you know, I think it would have worked much better that way, but instead you're getting characters again, as I mentioned, mourning the loss of their friends and loved ones. And then 10 seconds later, they're cracking jokes. So it has some really smart references. I love the callbacks to Marvel zombies again. And I love how that's great for, for the comic fans. Um, but overall, this was my least favorite episode of the series so far. Uh, and I'm going to have to give it three out of five undead heroes so i'm sorry to come across as the bad guy i you know but uh every now and then uh you know sometimes these these things don't quite hit for me Mm. uh and this was that episode but i mean even a three out of five come on guys yeah that's not that that's That's not the lowest score i'm just you to go lower i'm just surprised though at how much i'm just surprised at how much you you like much disdain you have for it right like i think again this this is one of those situations that it probably would have benefited for nate if it was like a two-hour movie right like you would have been able to soak in those character moments and and see Mm -hmm. them actually you know and spend more time with them sure Sure. exactly and i get it they only have half an hour that's the format of the too much. No. I get it. I get it, Justin. I'm just saying I mean, it's not for me. Don't don't the worry. Pace, the pacing always makes me think of comics too, because in comics you get you know five issues and they tell this massive storyline that yeah. you know has impacts for the whole universe. So yeah, right. you know the the fast speed of storytelling is no stranger for a comic book reader because again they have so little time to tell a story. They kind of hit on the big points and then move on, and that's kind mm. of just the way that comics are always written, at least from my perspective. Well, um. I, I love this episode. I was actually surprised at how much I liked this episode. I didn't think I was going to like it as much, um, only because I did think that, you know, they were just going to play up this zombie quality and just be horror for the sake of horror. But they skewed, obviously, far more the humor side, finding a fine balance between something like a Dawn of the Dead meets a Shaun of the Dead. Um, you know, it's a zombie-style flick with with this ragtag crew. Uh, it's funny and dark and, 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 you know, horrific at times, even with just the level of gore I thought that they, they implemented without necessarily showing blood. Bravo, Disney. Um, but it does continue some of the themes from last week, uh, but it's far less impactful on, on the overall uh, series, uh, as, as Nate has already pointed out. But it was fun. Uh, as I've already said, like this was the MCU's version of the zombies in 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 a visual medium form. Uh, they know the comics series is is so appreciated, and they don't have access to all those characters and and can't do that story. Who knows down the road they could, but uh, for now we got 
our MCU depiction of of zombies really really well and you know they did such a great job of playing up those tropes of you know traditional zombie movies right we got we got the jump scares we got the needless splitting up uh characters returning from the dead um you know just just so much that they they did did really really well um and also with that they did a really good job in this story of finding a way to kind of stay parallel with the events that we know have happened in the MCU with obviously the very apparent twist and making it relevant for this story. Um, So yeah, I love this episode. I'm going to give it five out of five undead heroes. Well, I have an absolute point for the, you know, which is basically the end of this episode is an absolute point. So that's it for the fifth episode of our Watch Club for Marvel's What If. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Watch Club. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And you might ponder the question, what if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or predictions on the shows we cover in Watch Club, uh, just like Meg and Clara Draws did this week. Uh, well, listen, I'm going to throw that question over to our resident timekeeper, Undead Justin. Uh, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Well, listen, keep in mind, we also have a ton of other episodes covering the latest content released on Disney+, Plus, uh, out now including our spoiler-free and spoiler-filled review for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Darcy got a chance to join us for our spoiler-filled review, so that was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. We also have our spoiler-free everything Marvel. You're yeah. a Marvel apologist, Darcy. Yep, Jeez, just give it. everything a five. Holy crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> we also have our spoiler-free review for Only Murders in the Building, and we dropped our trailer drop uh Uh, with our thoughts on immediate reaction to the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. We also are going to have a trailer drop coming very soon. Uh, maybe, maybe if you, if you follow the white rabbit, uh, and take the right pill, uh, you might be able to listen to that trailer drop coming out very soon. Um, so look forward to that. Make sure you give those episodes a listen and a five-star review if you don't mind. Justin, Darcy, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me for this Watch Club. And even though we do not, cannot, and will not interfere. We are The Watchers. Watchers.